Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So Sunday Night TV was a letdown. It was a letdown. <laughs> Although, are you watching Succession? No. Okay. Well, it was a very funny day for me because we had a Ted Lasso episode to catch up on that aired on Thursday. We had the live reunion for Love is Blind, which was my priority, which was supposed to air at 7 p.m., which is bedtime for us. And so I knew we were going to be watching it later. We weren't going to actually get to watch it live, which was fine, but I was just staying off my phone. But then we had to watch it relatively quickly because at nine o'clock, Succession airs on Apple TV. And it's the final season. There are spoilers released every single time. And so we didn't want anything to be spoiled. And so we wanted to make sure we watched it. And so I was like frantic about like getting home, getting dinner done, getting Penny to bed, doing all the things, reading the books, like all of the things. So like we finally sit down and it's not working. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was the most wild thing. So here's how it went down for me. I had mentally prepared all day that I was going to sit down and watch this when it was going to go live. Right. And we had a faucet leaking and like had to go to Menards. Anyway, it's a whole aside, but I sit down on the couch and I open TikTok out of just habit. And the first thing on my feed is Netflix and Netflix has gone live on TikTok But the only thing that it says is, so sorry, we're behind. And I was like, I completely forgot. I didn't forget, but I forgot. Uh And like, I'm late, but I'm not late. Okay, fantastic. So I'm like getting Netflix pulled up, all the things. Y'all. No, it wasn't working. Well, and I thought it wasn't working because you and I share a Netflix account. And so I was like, if she's kicking me out, I will immediately kick her out. But I was like, it's not even that. Like, it's not working for anyone. So, like, my mom was texting me. Other people were texting me. And so I was online. And there are so many, like, memes and tweets already coming out about the lateness of Netflix. This is their second live event ever that they've tried to do. I guess the first one went without a hitch. I didn't hear any technical difficulties from that one. This one was not great. I want to know how many people were trying to watch at the same time. Well, and I have to think that like, it wasn't just because of how many people were trying to watch. I think that they don't know how to stream live television because that's not what they, that <laughs> is not what they do. No. Yeah. And it is different. Maybe it was unplugged. Like maybe they didn't like switch the live oh stream God. thing on their fucking controller or whatever. I don't know what happened, but it was dramatic. So we kept trying. And then we switched over to succession and watched that, but we weren't done 
with Succession until probably 11, 11, 15. So Brian goes to pull up Netflix. And I was like, if it's working right now, I cannot stay up and watch it. I'm so tired. I have a workout scheduled in the morning. Like I'm going to bed, but it still wasn't working. Yeah. At well, and I couldn't sleep. So I did at some point go back out to the to to check to see if it was working yeah and even around midnight it hadn't midnight central it hadn't fixed i am just so excited if you have not watched season four is love is blind if you've watched any of the other ones i highly recommend it i feel like if you got burnt by the last season maybe you didn't want to continue watching the show but if you give it another chance in my opinion season four rivals the quality of season one And I feel like they made some adjustments either in the like editing and or the training of the coaching of how they're having conversations. So I feel like the parents were top notch quality this season. I felt like the friends, while some were dramatic and there's some that I definitely cannot stand that the like questions and dialogue felt more authentic and natural than like staged and like fed questions like it was last Mm -hmm. season. And while there was drama between a couple of the pod people, it wasn't overly dramatic like last season. I thought it was interesting, the casting specifically. I'm still frustrated as like a plus size woman to continue to see reality TV just have anyone who would look stunning in a bikini be the only one cast for things like this. But they did kind of go rogue and that like... I do think some of these people are naturally socially awkward, like highly intelligent people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And to me, something like this is an opportunity for them to yeah. do things differently because it is hard when you lead with intellect and logic all the time. Yeah. I assume I haven't been dating in a long time, but I can just imagine. God, the horror stories that I hear because I, I have people who are very close to me who are single and then just the nightmare experiences that I hear. So I won't include any spoilers in case you guys want to watch it, but I am curious, Emily, why do you watch it? You've been married for 10 years. Why do you watch reality TV show people dating? Well, I didn't get to have a long dating part of my life literally at all. And while I'm glad that I didn't have to, sometimes I feel like I can live vicariously through other people as they date and they have these things. But my favorite part of it, because Brian watches it too. He's watched every season with me and it's his like one reality show that he like is a guilty pleasure. But what we'll do is talk about like, how do you think you would have answered that question? Or what do you think would stand out about you in the pods when someone like, you know, couldn't see you? Or how would you react to meeting this person and they're acting that way? And so it's just fun. I feel like you get to know your current partner on a different level when they tell you what they would do in a different situation. And so we just joke all the time about how we would both be very, very horrible at dating (laughs) and how it would not come off well at all. And who do we think we would pick based on how they're acting and all of that. So it's just fun for me. Mm. Interesting. I always find that. Does Jared watch it with you? He hasn't watched Love is Wine with me, but he has watched Farmer Once a Wife. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I can't. I like literally cannot live in a world where a show like that exists. And it's called that. Like, well, <laughs> Farmer Once a Wife. 
for for those of you who are listening that literally hard eye rolled at me, please keep in mind that I grew up in a rural community. Mm-hmm. So like I grew up rural, I went to city school, but then I went to an ag college. Yeah. And so there's I would only say five to fifteen percent of the people who went to the university were from the city. The rest were from small towns all over the place. So I knew more farmers and like Mm -hmm. ag people than I knew people from cities. And so part of it is hysterical because Jared is a city boy through and through. Like the first time he went to my house when we were dating, I remember him saying how dark it was outside. Mm -hmm. He didn't He's like, oh, it reminds me of camping. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Uh So, you know, he grew up where light pollution was too heavy. But like, these are the kinds of people we went to college with and would just like, look at them like, I don't understand your life. But I do, but I don't. But I do, but I don't. Anyway, so some of the dynamics remind me of college and like, these yeah. city girls dating farm boys and it just being no. like a giant disaster. <laughs> no, no. There's a couple girls I know from high school who ended up like living that farm life and they've got like animals and things. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just not for me. It's not, not for me, boo. Yeah. I mean, one of my best friends is a, I don't know what else to call her other than like, an OB for horses. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting you to say. She's like a gynecological <laughs> expert. She's like, <laughs> I actually don't think that's what it's <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but that's. <laughs> She's a lady doctor for horses. <laughs> she, did, she did insemination. Oh my God. But, you know. She decided to pivot her career. She now works in infertility for humans, but her degree was very She's like, oh, sorry, this is my horse syringe. Let me grab the human size one. Well, <laughs> she doesn't do it, the insemination part. She just does the science part. So she does oh, the, like, God. implantation of uh-huh. the sperm into the egg now. But, yeah. So I heard about some wild things in college. I can't, I can't with that. Also... A horses can fuck right off. I do what? not like them. I don't like them. Oh. I am very afraid of them. They are a little too dinosaur looking for me. <laughs> they, are, they are intimidating. I will uh-huh. give you that. I've ridden one once and I thought I was going to flip right over the top. And I just, I did not enjoy it. It was not a great experience. <laughs> I wanted to live the life. Do you guys know? I was a, a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen girly growing up, yeah, and I watched real. every single film they've ever made in their right. entire life, and whatever the one was, because I'm not going to remember the name, when they were on the ranch, and they were, like, riding horses and just living their life and, like, solving mysteries, and I'm like, oh, I want to be like that. She's got her cute little denim vest, and she's on the little, the big old horse just trotting around. No, that wasn't how it was. I didn't like it. <laughs> Speaking of... There's no up. transition. I support, support. Better no, support. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. So on a very unrelated note, <laughs> we would love to talk about 
our new opportunity for people and talk more about C-Suite On Demand. First, before we get into what it is and what's involved and what it can do for people, I want to talk about why it exists in the first place. Yeah. It's interesting because we, you know, we're working with so many folks inside the incubator and getting some, what I would consider next level questions, next problem questions, right? Like as a business owner, you have different tiers and different phases of where you unlock different problems and you have to use your brain in a different way. And a solution, depending on what your ultimate goal is, is going to be like completely out of your wheelhouse for what you've been used to doing up until that point. And so we were having some conversations with some folks who thought they were at that point when they were joining the incubator, right? They needed to hire more people in order to increase their capacity. That's what they thought the answer was. But spoiler alert, it wasn't that. And instead, we worked with them throughout the program inside the incubator of really refining their offer first and productizing that service so that they could be starting to get paid appropriately and make sure that the time that they were using to deliver that product or that service was appropriate. Well, then they were like, cool, cool, cool. I've gotten this figured out and I'm having some predictable results. And now I do want to grow and I want to hire some people and I want to scale the team and I want to pull myself out of a little bit of the deliverables or certain parts of the process well, how do I do that? Who should I hire first? How do I know how much to save for it, to plan to pay for it? How do I know the return that's going to be when I bring someone on? How do I make sure that I'm like creating an incredible culture? Because I also care about the ethics of a small business and growing a team. And there's a lot of next level problems that start to open up for you when you want to expand. And we realized we had a lot that we could help people with. Yeah, I really had this desire to give people access to a safe space where, you know, some of these conversations I've seen, you know, if they had a couple of team members, they wanted to start talking to them about these things, but it didn't always make sense because many of the times these are employees or like a contractor inside their business. Yeah. And ultimately they don't have the same risk associated with all the things they're doing. So not that you can't brainstorm with your current team members, but there's just some things that you should be working out on your own and then presenting and walking your people through rather than at the brainstorm stage talking to them about. We've been in the position where we misread the room and kind of went over some boundaries with the contractor in the sense of based on the role that that person played within our team, they definitely acted more like an employee, even though they weren't. And so they were brought into a lot of rooms of conversation, which ultimately impacted the relationship and their work, like the quality of their work and how they would show up for us here at BP. And it was because those boundaries were broken. And so when you are needing support in a different level and ready to actually figure out what it's going to take to bring on that support from the idea of forecasting and creating a budget to creating a hiring plan with your organization chart to writing the job descriptions for your roles and what to do if they're a hybrid role and how do you talk about that? How do you ultimately decide pay ethically, both for hiring ethically, but also keeping them on board and being able to continue to pay them ethically? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
properly delegating and having conversations, everything in between that it takes to really phase into that next level of being a team manager and a leader. It just it unlocks a whole new skill set. Yeah. And it's a new challenge for someone as a manager, as a leader, growing into that CEO seat. Like, I know we've talked about what is a CEO before and what do they need to be focused on and what are they working on. But when it is just you or just you and a contractor or two, in reality, you might be the CEO, but you're also a thousand other positions. Yeah. Or 15, whatever. <laughs> it can feel like a thousand. It can feel like a thousand. You're doing all of the other roles. And so that CEO piece is such a small fragment of your time yeah. that you're not necessarily growing into that yet because you're just managing what's coming at you as it's coming at you. And as you start to look at growth, like scaling from a stable place, you are going to be having thoughts and ideas and questions and hesitations and doubts and excitement and all of the other things that that can really rattle you. Mm -hmm. And so having a place that you can talk through it in a way where no one's going to judge you, I think is really helpful. But I want to make it growth aligned. It is messy. It is such a messy stage. Mm -hmm. But you can do it with so much more intentionality, ease and strategy when you have help. And I know our team wants to be the support for people who are growing a service-based business. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So if you missed last episode, I definitely want you to go back and listen to that because we prepped you for what to be thinking about and what to really make sure you're aware of before you hire, whether it's your next hire or it's your first employee or whatever it might be. So definitely go back and listen to that one because we definitely break down a lot of what we cover and why it's in the program. But now I want to kind of walk you through, you've heard about the incubator and what that looks like and how we show it for you in that program. How is it different for C-Suite On Demand? How is it different for, for your business, for the progress that you're going to see? What are expectations on, on your part during our time together? And what does it really look like? Yeah. So when people come to us for C-Suite, they're either at the position where they need to transition a contractor to an employee. They're ready to make their next hire whether that's their first full-time employee or they have an existing team and they want to grow it, but with more intentionality. And part of that is we really need to like take a step back, regardless of how big the team is, regardless if it's, you know, 15 contractors, but no employees, or you have two employees or whatever, let's understand your ecosystem. Let's understand what you're trying to build And what are the roles necessary for you to move forward? And in a lot of ways, it's right sizing for growth. Like we've talked about right sizing your pricing and your package and what you're selling in in the incubator. But C-suite, it's the same kind of activities, but specifically around your team dynamics and operations. Yep. Yep. And so how do you take this to the next level and with whom? And it is an evolving thing. The one thing I want to kind of put as a caveat before we jump into exactly what's involved is it's not a linear process. It's not like you develop the plan and then you just execute on the plan for the next six months. Your business is going to continue to show you signs while you're working through this. And Hiring specifically is one of the things that you have to continually keep a pulse on what skill sets do you have internally already? What is your business needing? Where are your holes? And we want to effectiveness of the recent hire that you just brought on. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be more training or coaching involved? So you should push back when you bring on your next team member to account for that time. Like there are so many things where we've had a game plan going into it and we're like, well, we're going to need to pause on that because we need to address this over here. Or this information now is telling us to go in this direction instead. And it's never a, you messed up or predicted it wrong. It's you cannot predict perfectly every single time how it's going to shake out. Yeah. And so 
we want to give you the place to work out what the next step is in real time. And so part of that is aligning you with resources. We are actively developing our hiring for scale. I don't want to call it a resource library because it's so much more than that. But so much of my challenge as we've built our own team is really having examples. Like since I don't have the lived experience when I was going through it the first time, I was desperate for, okay, well, what is someone's job description around this? Or how are they doing test projects? Or what questions should I be asking while I'm hiring? What does my hiring workflow look like? I will tell you the questions that we have figured out to ask in an interview, y'all, that alone, that resource alone could save you literally tens of thousands of dollars. I'm just saying. Oh, because without those things, ultimately, you're going to make a hiring mistake. And when I say that, I mean, in reality... You're going to make them either way. <laughs> well, you're going to make them either way, for sure. This It's not a foolproof plan. You're going to bring people in occasionally for the wrong reasons. But we want to have you feel really strong about hiring based on both skill. What can they do? Can they fulfill the role you need in your business? We're not over here. We're not a giant corporation where we have six months or a year for someone to fully understand their role and what they need to be bringing to the team. Ultimately, they have to onboard fairly quickly. And I've seen some advice out there about like, completely ignore a skill. You can always teach skill. And like, Sort of. While that is true, you sometimes you can't always afford to teach skill. Like you and, don't have the timeline to make that have right, make that right, happen. And right. so and your business doesn't have the resources for yeah. that. Yeah. And so we need to be mindful of they need to have enough of the right skills. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but like no. how do you assess skill? And then ultimately, how do you assess culture fit? Yep. In a way that's ethical, in a way that's like actually allowing you to do this with limited bias. Yep. And it's a challenge, but it's also an exciting challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people are coming into this hesitant to make that next step. Mm-hmm. They could keep operating their business as is, but if they do, they're on the road to burnout ultimately because mm-hmm. they're still mm-hmm. doing too much of the deliverables too much of their time is spent on client fulfillment and they need more support if for no other reason so that if and when they step away for a day or a week or whatever that clients are still taken care of and attended to and even gaps in communication can feel minor in the grand scheme of things you may be completely equipped to deliver your service but communication is such a huge part of client experience that like you need the right support in place all the time. It creates consistency and delivery and all of the other things. So we're starting with the six month access to the program, to this community, and also that resource library. Inside the library, you're going to have access to job descriptions, the hiring process, different test projects, how to assess skill, how to assess culture fit. And then once they're on your team, how do you build, we call it an intranet, like how do you build like a backend framework that it isn't SOP. I mean, yes, we're going to talk about SOPs, but this is not SOPs for someone's very specific job. This is like 
how your entire business operates as a whole. So what are the consistencies of how you're using different communication channels and how do you request time off? Onboarding SOP that you'll need to create so that you have those systems in place because there are definite tweaks to your systems and communication standards that will need to change as you grow your team and expectations that need to be put into place. And we come from a space of wanting to have a very, very ethical and safe team culture. And so everything that's presented for you and organized for you within the program is with that in mind. So how can we over communicate? How can we clearly communicate? How can we set those expectations? And if you don't know the basis of where the expectations need to stem from, we'll help you set those up as well. Yeah. I'm also building out a exclusive proprietary budgeting and forecasting calculator. So much of what you see out there is people just blanket talking about a salary, but there's so much more that goes into including the full cost of an employee into your budget and really understanding what it's going to do to your bottom line. And so I'm showing you how to take into account all of the moving parts and pieces from tax and benefits to how does that break down into actual projects? So as you start to look at this team member is helping fulfill on a package service, Mm -hmm. how and when do you need to be adjusting the price to handle that accordingly and giving you the tools to look at your numbers, even if that's not your strong suit? Yep. We get you that entire script vault for the hiring process. So literally what to put on your application, how to write that job description, how to present that to people who are going to apply, how to email and what to say in the communication with your prospects, what to say within that interview and what to say after. And so every single phase of the process, and ideally you're doing some of this with real life human beings within your team during our time together so that we can give you that immediate feedback on a real life scenario. And it's not just hypothetical. A cool part also of C-Suite On Demand is that you also get access to the incubator. And so if there's a specific lesson or module that you feel like you want to touch on in there, typically our folks who are ready for C-Suite are like 90% buttoned up with what we like teach you inside the incubator. But if there's something where we're like, I need you to watch this one thing, then I'm going to direct you to that so you can digest that and move forward. But We're also really excited about the support that comes within this program. So as you know, we are very intentional about creating programs as a service. So it's a lot smaller. It's a lot more intimate. It's a lot slower in the sense of deeper impact, right? And there's no like sense of urgency and rush to just like get to the next lesson and call it done. We are very intentional about making sure that the progress that you see is in alignment with what you actually want to achieve in your business. So We'll have an amazing onboarding session where we get to know you and your goals. We're going to have some personal critiques, just like we do inside the incubator with one-on-one feedback. We're going to have weekly coaching calls where you get to chat and ask questions, live trainings, mastermind calls, C-suite calls, the community. It's truly, truly an incredible space. And it's such an intimate space of people who are working to build their teams in alignment, just like you. And so you'll get to kind of like pick the brains of other people as well. Yeah. And I love that it's so in real time, you know, because we're doing a lot of this in real time with you. 
there's very specific things that I can give you all of these tools and resources and whatever, but I can't predict exactly how it's going to go for you until you're in it. But as you're in it, there are oftentimes additional resources that we didn't include the first go round with this program that were like, Ooh, now we need to add this. Now we're going to do this. And I want you to know that this is absolutely the space where Emily and I are like, absolutely nothing is off limits. Like, oh yeah, because you have to be able to ask all of the questions and truly this impacts every aspect of your business from finance to operations to what you're selling and how you're selling it and all of the things. And while we are focused on you making that conversion from like you doing less of the service and you getting the right team in place to do so, it's going to bring up questions in other areas of your business. And we're not going to hesitate to work on what you need to work on to make this all make sense for you. Well, I want to leave you with two kind of stories from some incredible clients that we're working with right now in our C-Suite on Demand program and kind of walk you through some of the tangibles that you can expect to get done and some of the intangible you know, aspects that might change about your mindset or your business in general. And so we had one person who joined us and who was hanging out after graduating from the incubator. So she went through the incubator, really got her business priced right, priced appropriately. Her actual product was right-sized. And then she decided to dive in with us and continue working within C-Suite On Demand because she wanted more specific insight when it came to operations, hiring, and actually being in charge within her business. That was a big deal for her. So ultimately, a couple tangibles that she's seen, she's hired two contractors, developed her mission, vision, and values, which she's been putting off for literal years, she said, figured out how to write a job description that she's proud of, identified sales trends and the root of why some months are up and others say stagnant. That's what Abby means when there's like other spinoff things that you're going to learn about your business that aren't like, you don't think they're directly correlated with your team, but we're going to find them out anyways. And ultimately she was able to redefine what she wanted her role to look like as her company grows. And then identified the structure that needs to exist in order for that to sustain the growth, which is really important. So another story I want to share with you is someone who joined us when she was feeling really maxed out and burned out. She was like tapping on burnout store. I mean, I think kind of peeking through the door, honestly, with delivering a lot of work herself. She knew she needed to scale her team but the whole process felt really overwhelming. She wanted to be able to replicate the same results that she'd been able to replicate practically by herself, but with more ease and getting more family time back. And so she, she knew that that's what we were going to tackle within the program. So a couple tangible things that she saw, she's hiring her first full-time employee. (laughs) She's understanding how she uses her time and where it needs to be spent. She created a hiring and team budget. We helped her transition and what it looked like to transition to an S corp. So whole other side conversation that we haven't even talked about. And she even mentioned too, the developing that mission, vision, and values because it's directing everything that she does. And ultimately is like helping her take her business more seriously and doesn't keep pushing those CEO tasks to the bottom of the list. Yeah. Watching her transformation has been so huge because, mm-hmm. well, I definitely think she's still acknowledging burnout and like she's actively working through it to make things better. It's been interesting to see her shift in that like the workload hasn't changed totally yet. 
Right. And yet her mindset around all of it has more ease and more relief (laughs) built into it already that I think she just feels more equipped to make the next move, which is so huge. So how can people learn more about C-suite? How do they get a conversation to see if it's right for them? Yeah. So I want to have a conversation with you. Ultimately, I want to know more about your business and the unique challenges you're at and understand how things are working behind the scenes and even financially inside your business. So I want to have a private conversation with just the two of us. And so you can go right now to bossproject.com slash on demand. There's no gaps. So O-N, demand, all one Mm -hmm. word, bossproject.com slash on demand. You're going to fill out a short form. And then after you fill out the form, it's going to allow you to book a time with me directly. And we're going to chat about it. We're going to chat more about where you're at and where you're going. And I'd love to see if you're a fit for this cohort and get you involved in this next chapter of your business. I know so much can and will ultimately change for you this year. And I want to be a part of that change and be a part of making it all a little bit simpler. (laughs) And I look forward to chatting. So bossproject.com slash on demand, all one word. I'll see you soon. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.